Welcome into the show, everybody. This is uh, Doug Ray and Bryce Payne on the Wealth Guardians Radio Program, and we do appreciate you spending a portion of your weekend with us. Good morning. Bryce is here with me, and yes, we're social distancing in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you from way over here, Doug. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, look at this way, folks. Things are getting... Uh, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, they're talking this past week uh, about opening up the uh, Coca-Cola 600, and then the PGA's got the golf schedule out. So uh, I'm excited. Gentlemen, start your engines. Yeah, but without fans. Without fans. That's going to be interesting. (laughs) Like I was telling you before we started, Doug, the size of Charlotte Motor Speedway, they could still fit 30,000 fans in there, and they wouldn't be undistanced from each other. So that's interesting. They're not going to do it with fans at all. Still keeping our fingers crossed for the NFL. We've got the draft. You know, well underway at this point, if not almost completed. So keeping an eye, our fingers crossed for that one as well. But yeah, you're right, Doug, light at the end of the tunnel. And as always, we want to thank all of our vets, our service uh, members, and our first responders. We really appreciate what you do for us. You know, folks, we haven't been able to have a workshop or a seminar during this whole COVID-19 lockdown. So what we're going to do coming up Tuesday, May 5th, it's right around the corner, It's a public webinar, and this webinar is going to be about how has COVID-19 changed retirement planning? Has it changed it for you? Do you have to work longer? Maybe you've been cut loose from your job, and maybe you're not going back. So here, if you want to register for that webinar, here's how you do it. You go to WealthGuardiansWebinar.com and simply register. That's WealthGuardiansWebinar.com. Or all you have to do is call the office at 336-391-3409. That's going to be Tuesday at 6.30 p.m., WealthGuardiansWebinar.com. Very good. What do we got on the store here for us today, Doug? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about Dave Ramsey. All right. I like it. Yeah. You know, years ago, I went through his uh, Financial Peace University, and I found a lot of the stuff that he, he talks about very compelling. But I think both of us have a little bit of heartburn with a couple things. So we're going to talk about the good stuff and the bad stuff okay. today on Dave Ramsey. All right. I know a lot of you folks out there are Dave Ramsey uh, fans. So, um, Bryce, what do you think is one of the better things that Dave teaches? One of the better things that he teaches, one thing that's fascinated me about our society is that you can take a message that Dave Ramsey has taken, don't spend money that you don't have, and he can make a career, he can make an enterprise out of the simplest of messages. Don't spend money you don't have. That's what I would say is one of the... uh, the better pieces of advice that I hear from him. He's got a lot of great advice out there, but it's all centered around that one general theme. Oh, I totally, I totally believe in, in his uh, philosophy of, of getting out of debt and staying out of debt. We certainly try to do that in our household. One of the things I don't like that he talks about on the negative end of things is uh, he does not like life insurance, cash value life insurance, and he doesn't like annuities. Now, I've said this before on the radio many, many times. You just can't go out and just say, hey, I hate annuities or I hate life insurance because there inevitably is a place for them in somebody's portfolio. They wouldn't exist if they they didn't. You know, for example, with annuities, we use annuities in our practice as a bond replacement tool. It works. It's perfectly. But one specific kind. Yes, one specific kind. And, you know, the other thing about the life insurance part of it, he preaches term life insurance. Well, That's fine and dandy, you know, if you're young and you want to maybe cover a mortgage for a premature death, but it doesn't fit everybody, you know. 
Some life insurance policies now are built so that they can also serve as a long-term care or home health care policy. Right. So in that situation, I think he's a little bit off base. Yeah, there's a lot of hybrid style of, uh, of policies out there now that en- encompass a number of different goals and objectives through them. It's not one, just it just does this or it just does that. So you're exactly right, Doug. So what else do you got there, Bryce? Well, the just invest in mutual funds is one of his. Uh, I don't want to say things that he preaches, but that's generally is what he does. He preaches just invest in mutual funds. And, you know, maybe I'm paraphrasing here, but he he suggests that investing is as simple as picking a couple of mutual funds. Just divide your money up between growth, aggressive growth, growth and income and international, and you're going to be all set. You know, that is about as cookie cutter advice as you can get. You know, I got my start in this field with one of the big financial firms out there, and it was the same conversation I had with one person after the other, regardless of what their age was, what their goals or objectives were. And that's kind of what Dave Ramsey is dipping into here. You can hear him talking to a hundred different types of people out there, and he's giving you the same advice for each one. Just invest in mutual funds, and Doug, you know it, I know it. We don't favor mutual funds ourselves. There are less expensive ways to go about having a diversified equity portfolio, and that's one of the things that I would disagree with Dave Ramsey on as far as a blanket statement. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we've seen so many times when we analyze people's portfolio, literally they are shocked at the fees that they incur in some of these mutual funds. Yeah. And again, for that reason, we don't uh, we don't use those either. All right, so uh, I love the idea of paying off debt, but the way he suggests doing it may be right for some people and may not be right for others. It's called the debt snowball, and what he says do is he wants you to pay off your lowest balances first. Well, his reasoning behind that is it gives you a feel good. It can happen quickly. You can pat yourself on the back and have confidence going into your next debt. Well, maybe you shouldn't do it that way. Maybe you ought to pay off your highest interest debt first. And maybe you even get a a HELOC, a home uh, equity loan, you know, to help pay off some of that high interest debt and then work on paying off your HELOC. So, you know, I guess there's just a lot of different. There's different approaches approaches to it. One is more subjective. One is more objective. I think you and I, Doug, are the more objective kinds of people that we I would take that second bit of advice like you're giving and pay off the higher returns first and not be so stuck on getting the low ones taken care of just because they're smaller debt amounts. I agree with that completely. Doug, let's go into an unrealistic expectation that I think Dave uh, touts on several occasions. And Dave says he's implied anyway that you can expect about a 12% return on your money if you follow his investing guidance and that you can go and plan on spending about 8% of your money per year in retirement and be just fine. I remember the first time I saw Dave Ramsey, uh, must have been 10, 10, 11 years ago. Maybe it's 11 years ago now. And I was already in the field and heard him touting about that uh, 11% return. And I scratched my head thinking, where is he getting that number? I couldn't figure it out. I talked to some other people who were in the field, and they as well said, yeah, love Dave Ramsey. I love a lot of what he says, but I don't get that number either. So those of us in the financial field kind of scratch our heads at where he's getting that 11% number. You have to be pretty aggressive to be getting that number. And if you're younger and you've got a big time horizon in front of you, that's great. Then go ahead and and shoot for those higher, uh, riskier portfolios to get that higher return. But if you're approaching retirement or you're in retirement, 
Doug, that's just not simply a realistic number to be touting around there. No, it's not. And you can, any number of studies have been done over the years of people's uh, returns on their portfolios, and I have never seen one that said anything close to 11%, 12%. Right. Never. No. No. Hey, you got a uh, trivia question for us, don't I, you? I do. We've got time for one more here, though, I oh, think. okay. Okay. So cutting retirement savings while paying off debt. You know, Dave Ramsey suggested and outlined in his baby steps to stop contributing to retirement plans until you get out of debt. You know, the only exception is mortgage debt. Why might this be ill-advised in your eyes, Doug? Why would that be ill-advised? Well, because, number one, if you've got a company that matches, you're leaving free money on the table. I can't imagine giving that kind of advice. Right. It makes no sense at all. No. But the other thing is the compounding effect. You're putting this money in a retirement plan. It's not going to be taxed later on. It's going to grow for you. It's going to compound those uh, matching contributions that the company makes. That gets compounded on, too. So that's going to give you far more leverage than stopping your contributions and paying off debt. All right. That makes perfect sense to me, Doug. Yeah, let's stop. Let's stop uh, bashing Dave Ramsey a little bit. Hey, folks, listen, Bryce and I are really passionate about helping people in the triad become well-prepared for retirement. So as we do each week on this radio show, we want to invite you to call us or go online to secure a complimentary financial review with our team. And we want to challenge you to take the action and do it right now. And not because we're trying to be pushy, but it's kind of our first step in coaching you to be in a better financial place. I know from years of experience, and Doug's got years and years and years of experience, <laughs> that those who procrastinate make the most mistakes and they regret not taking action sooner. So take that first step, get a full-blown financial plan, one that's going to get you to and through retirement by calling 336-391-391. 3409. That's 336 391 3409. Or go online to thewealthguardians.com and just click that blue button. During our review, we're going to help you figure out all the elements of your financial plan. For example, we'll help you pick the right Social Security strategy. We'll make sure your plan is built to weather rising inflation and taxes. And we'll make sure you have the right income plan to place, maintain your lifestyle throughout your retirement years. You know, our process is comprehensive, but it isn't difficult. The hardest part is right now. It's getting off the porch, picking up the phone, and giving us a call for your complimentary financial review. We look forward to visiting with you, actually. And you just give us a call, 336-391-391. 3409. That's 336-391-3409. Or get your free second opinion review online at thewealthguardians.com. And you just click the blue button. Now, before we head to our break here, I always end off with a trivia question. So speaking about Dave Ramsey, as we did, let's take a look at debt. Our debt per citizen in 2000 was $20,268 per person. The debt to our GDP ratio, which that's really the big important thing in 2000, was 58%. So my question is, what is it now? So our debt per citizen in 2000 was $20,268, and our debt to our GDP ratio in 2000 was 58%. What are those numbers now? Folks, we'll be back with you in just a minute. Thanks for listening to The Wealth Guardian Show. 
Remember, if you need any help with crafting your financial and retirement plan to reach out to the great team at Wealth Guardians by calling 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Or go online to thewealthguardians.com. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians radio show. It's Bryce Payne and Doug Gray here with you. Appreciate you sticking around. You know, for our listeners who are five to seven years from retirement and you want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for retirement, well, the good news is we offer a no-cost, no-obligation second review so you can learn how you retire the job, yet you keep the paycheck. And all you got to do is give us a call at 336-391-3409. So now, in our first segment, we were talking about Dave Ramsey and some of the advice that we love of his and some of the advice that we think uh, we might take a little bit of an issue with. This part of the... uh, of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about the new terms that you might be hearing out there and what they mean in the midst of all this uh, corona talk and whatnot. But before we do that, I had left the first segment of the show with a trivia question for you, and that was, our debt per citizen in the year 2000 in the United States was $20,268 per citizen. Well, kind of the more important number there is the debt-to-GDP ratio. And so what was the debt-to-GDP ratio in 2000? Doug, it was 58% of that. So now my question is, what is our debt per citizen and our debt per GDP ratio now? You want to take a guess? So it was 20268 back in 2000. We're now in 2020, last time I checked. What is our debt per citizen now, Doug? I'm going to guess probably 45000 Oh, you're way off, my friend. Oh, yeah, and not in a good way either. It's now, it's no longer 20000 It's now 75000 Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, that's not the scariest of the two numbers. The scarier of the two numbers is what is our debt-to-GDP ratio now? Well, so it was 58 It was 58%. What is it now? 72? Uh, you're way off again. again. It's 115%. No way. That's why Dave Ramsey has the job that he has. Yeah. is because he's trying to tell us all, stop spending money you don't have, folks. If our debt-to-GDP ratio is above 100%, that's a pretty significant problem, and right now it's at 115%. But okay. Well, the government had an unprecedented amount of stimulus they threw at this thing. They did. They did. No doubt about and it. And that definitely factors into it. But enough of the doom and gloom here. Let's uh, start talking about happier things like this coronavirus, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we do that, folks, listen. You know, we haven't been able to do a seminar. We haven't been able to do workshops but what we're going to do for you is a public webinar this Tuesday, May 5th at 6.30 p.m. It's our first one. It's our first one. So sign up for it because you might get a giggle out of it. But no, seriously, we're going to talk about how this uh, pandemic has uh, maybe changed the face of retirement planning. Has it affected your retirement plan? And what can you do about it? So the way to register, two ways. One is to go to wealthguardianswebinar.com. And register that way, wealthguardianswebinar.com. That's with an S, wealthguardianswebinar. Or simply call us, 336-391-3409. That's even easier, isn't it? Yep. All right. Very good. So what we're talking about here are financial terms that you should know during the pandemic. Now, the coronavirus pandemic has likely led you to hear a lot more financial buzzwords, and it's possible you aren't familiar with some of these terms getting thrown around. So we're going to 
take it to Doug here, and he's going to explain what these various terms are. So let's take a look at some of them. Doug, first off, what do we call what just happened? Is this a bear market? Is this a crash? What are we calling this? <laughs> you know, everybody's saying it, uh, it was a bear market. That I've even heard some people say, now we're back in a bull market. Well, the defini- <laughs> yeah, the, the, the definition of a bear market is the uh, market uh, averages the Dow S&P 500 decline by 20% or more. Right. Well, that happened, and it happened in about a month. It was down 38%. I personally say that's a, a bear market. Yes. I'd even go and say it's a crash because it happened so quickly. It happened so fast. It was the fastest decline like ever. That. Yeah. yeah, ever. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would call it a, a bear market for sure. And It's not just a downturn. It's not just a bubble. Not just right. a financial crisis. It, yep. Though the term meltdown might maybe uh, – Meltdown might work, might, too. That might work. Yeah. Okay. So. All right, Doug. Is this a recession or is this a depression? I think the jury's still out on that. Okay. It's certainly a recession. Okay. No doubt about it. The economic numbers are going to be horrible, I think, for the next couple quarters. Okay. And it really depends upon how quickly we can get this economy opened up again and get people back to work again and buying stuff. You know, I mean, nobody's buying a car now. Well, we're a consumer society. That's true. Yeah. And we have to have those wheels turning for, of course, the government to be able to generate revenue to supply us with an army and with teachers and everything else, paying off our debts to other countries as well. So mm-hmm. we've got to have that revenue coming in. You're right. So we'll see. I hope it's just a recession. And I do hope for a V-bottom. But Well, fingers crossed for that. Yep. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. Well, yep. well, actually, that just leads us right into it. Segways to it. There's different types of recoveries, Doug. There's the U-shape, the V-shape, the W-shape, the L-shape. Talk to us about what, what we are looking at here, what we're potentially looking at, what this definitely won't be. Yeah, we've talked about these kinds of bottoms before on, on the show. And we're going to okay. talk about it on our webinar, too. That's Tuesday, May 5th. So you can register for that by calling us the the office at 336-391-3409. But let's just take it one at a time. Let's take the one everybody's hoping for. That's a V-shape. That means a quick drop in the economy and then a quick upward move in the economy, kicked off by the uh, government's uh, stimulus package and then getting people back to work. That's what we pray for. It's what we're hoping for. Then there's the more realistic, which is a U-shape recovery. This is the one I think we're going to have. A U-shape means we go down, the economy goes down, we spend some time bumping along the bottom. Like I said before, I think it's going to be a couple quarters before things really start to take off again. But they do. They take off and they go back up. Now, the worst possible is the L-shape. The L-shape rhymes with the word D, depression. So think of the 1929 crash. That's where the market goes way down. And the economy goes way down, and it stays down for a long time. You know, it took the Dow Jones Industrial Average to get back to its 1929 highs. It took it 25 years. That is a big L. It is. <laughs> so, it is. Yeah. yeah. We're definitely not looking at Don't that. Don't want that. But, yeah, well, like you say, fingers crossed for the U-shaped. Well, fingers crossed for the V-shaped in all likelihood, more likely the U-shaped, and let's keep our fingers crossed that it will not be the L-shaped. Okay. Doug, I've heard the term. You've heard the term. Everyone out there has probably heard the term by now. Talk to us about it. VIX. The VIX. The wonderful VIX. You can trade the VIX. Well, the VIX stands for volatility. It's even got a symbol, VXX. You can look it up on your uh, CNBC stock 
or charts or whatever you want to look at it. But it is volatility. It is a, a measurement of how volatile things get. Back in the thick of it in March, when the market was dropping a thousand points a day, the VIX was as high as I believe in the 40s. It has been when the market's nice and stable in the low, low teens. So it's measured like that. And, you know, obviously we want a low VIX and not a high VIX. Right, right. So at any rate. Okay, so yeah. now if you had heard that term out there and didn't know what we were talking about, it wasn't the vapor rub, it's VIX. <laughs> though you might need some vapor rub after hearing too much more talk about all of this. All right. Tax loss harvesting. Ah. What is that, Doug? Well, that's something you guys can think about doing now because if you've had your portfolios go through this downturn and you've got some losses in it, you might be able to take advantage of those losses by selling now and offsetting gains you may have gotten other places. Or the other thing you could do is sell now, take your loss, use it as a tax write-off, wait 31 days and buy back the same asset that you just sold so that you can uh, make sure you have that that loss uh, buttoned up for yourself. And Doug, that I'm sure to a lot of people out there sounds a little complicated. If you've been your own investor for a while and you, you know, you're investing in your own stocks and your own portfolio and trading the options and whatnot, you can probably handle that. But if you're more of a simple investor that's just throwing your money in some mutual funds for the long term, that might be something that you really want an advisor to help you out with figuring out which of those you sell and when, which is, of course, what we can do. We'll talk to you more about that here in a little bit. Doug, index funds, did they help people avoid problems in the market downturn? No, because indexes went down. Okay. All of them went down. Index funds are great. Uh, They're typically uh, less expensive than other types of funds. Yep. But they're not a panacea, and they and they certainly are not a uh, way to avoid market uh, crashes or bear markets. Uh, the only way to do that is have some kind of a downside volatility controls uh, built into your portfolio, which we certainly do with our clients. Exactly, exactly. Okay, what about rebalancing, Doug? What does it mean when somebody hears rebalancing out there? Well, if you've got a situation where you have a portfolio in the market, your stocks are down, your bonds are probably up now, so what you might want to do is – trade off some of the bonds and then put some of that money into the stocks that have gone down. That's rebalancing, getting it back to your whatever your allocation mix was, your 50-50 or 60-40, whatever the case may be. Okay, very good. Well, like we say, we can help clients out with all of that, and we would love to help you out with all of that as well. Hey, you know, Bryce, one of our mottos here at the Wealth Guardians is that we want to retire the job, but keep the paycheck. And think about how important that is. If you're heading into retirement, you're basically heading into a few decades of unemployment. We have to diligently plan for that so you can keep that paycheck coming in. And the way we help clients prepare is with a clear, well-constructed financial plan. And all of our plans at the Wealth Guardians abide by the three C's. The three C's. First, our plans are comprehensive. There's your C. We make sure no stone is left unturned, be it from taxes to inflation, from market volatility to income, from long-term care coverage to Social Security. We're going to cover everything. Next, 
Our plans are always customized. There's your second C, customization. You aren't your neighbor. You aren't your coworker, and you sure aren't your crazy Uncle Joe. So don't get a cookie-cutter plan that's going to be the same thing as it was for everybody else you've talked to. We make sure that every plan fits your unique situation. And the third C is complimentary. Yeah, that's the best one of all. You should be able to get a financial review and a plan at no cost or obligation. That's what we provide for you. And this helps you get comfortable with the process. Well, there's probably a lot of other C's out there we could use as well, like uh, cohesive, handcrafted, creative, crystal clear. I like it. Curated. (laughs) No, you get the idea. Yeah, you do. You get the idea. But to make it easy, just remember the three C's. Comprehensive. Customized complimentary. Get in touch with us today and get your plan started. You just got to pick up the phone, 336-391-3409. Again, that's 336-391-3409. Or get your free second opinion review online at thewealthguardians.com. All you got to do is click the blue button. Well, folks, it's been a uh, fun time with you out here again this week. We look forward to meeting with you again next week right here at the same time and the same station. Take care and have a good rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening to The Wealth Guardian Show. Remember, if you need any help with crafting your financial and retirement plan to reach out to the great team at Wealth Guardians by calling 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409 or go online to thewealthguardians.com. 